So as we think about this grand communion that we have with the Father, God as Father, um, do you remember John 17.6? Jesus is praying. says I have made your known your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and I in them so Christ the son made the father known and he'll continue to make it known so that the love with which you loved me so the love that came from the Father that went to the Son may be in them. So the love from the Father to the Son, of course the Holy Spirit applies it, comes to us. So it's, it's in us. That's a, quite a thought. The only way we're going to get to the Father is through the Son and into His love there. Um, Ephesians 2.18 Better hurry if we want to get to that one passage that we started out with. For through Him, that's Christ, we both have our access in one Spirit to the Father. So there you have Christ. You have access is because of the Spirit to the Father. We have access given to us. Christ, Holy Spirit, Father. And this is God's plan. And we think of God's purpose, His delight. We return that love back to the Father then. How can we ever give... (laughs) anything back to Him compared to what He's done, right? But it's it's a suitable return. And it's required. He gives, we receive, and what do we do? Return it. Mm-hmm. Um, look at Proverbs 23-26. Going through a few texts tonight, aren't we? 2326. Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. This is the ultimate. We give our hearts to Him. It starts with salvation, it continues on through the rest of eternity. Let your eyes delight. Because when you give something back, you're really not giving away anything. You're just giving what He already gave you. And He just gives you more. And He says that this is delight. This is pleasure. It's something that we desire to do. Um, Luke 10.27 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. There is the royal law, isn't it? But it's loving God, loving your neighbor. All Ten Commandments wrapped up in those two. And that comes out of the Old Testament. Of course, you can think of Deuteronomy. Um, It begins in the love of God. Where does it end? It ends in our love to Him. He starts it. We give it back. We delight in who He is. Um, Look at Matthew 3.17. This is His Son, Jesus. And He said this on more than one occasion. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This, this is the baptism of Jesus, This is My beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. He's pleased in us. We delight or are pleased in Him because of His delight in us. We delight in Him. It's just a constant. That is a relationship, isn't it? You can't wait to talk to Him. Okay, let's do the Zephaniah 3.17 before we get out of here tonight. Because this is a remarkable passage right out of the Old Testament that gives us so much insight on what life is really about. And two words you want to look at here is rest and delight. Everybody likes delight, don't they? Matter of fact, ice cream is often called, or chocolate is often called delight. Daisy Delight out on the East End. Well, I love their ice cream. I've been gone there a long time, but I remember delight. It's delightful, right? Or that there's probably chocolate. Deep dark chocolate's called delight or something like that, or you see those words used in it. Anyway, this that's what this verse is about. The Lord your God is in your midst. A victorious warrior defeats everything. Up against him. He will exult over you with joy. He will be quiet in His love. He will rejoice over you with shouts of joy or singing. And it's singing loudly. Shouts of joy. It's really singing there. He'll be quiet, but yet He'll be loud. <laughs> um, he shall be silent. Let's say, we'll get to that. But um, He'll be silent because of His love. He's not going to have anything against you. He's not going to bring some kind of complaint up against you, is the idea. It means to do something without repining, without complaining. He, uh, he's saying here that there's rest here. There, there is contentment. He's in your midst, victorious warrior. He will exult over you. Uh, he rejoices with you. Uh, there, there's a, the delight here in that he's fully satisfied in the company that he has with his people. He's fixed his love on his people and he absolutely delights. Remember a while ago when we said that this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased? Did you know that he has the same kind of love for his children? Um, this he will exult over you with joy. 
he will exult over you with joy. Now this is an inward. There's the inward and outward aspect. This line here, he will exult over you with joy, is his inward joy, his satisfaction. And they both express delight, they express joy, just, you know, this is at the top. It's it's expressing this in a way. Have you ever had something where you you felt it in your heart, but you couldn't say it? You know, I mean. But he's saying it here. But it starts with affections of the mind, and his his heart, the joy of his heart that he has, the gladness, the joy. He knows what joy is. Say, so, well, isn't that kind of irreverent to think about God? taking pleasure in and, and rejoicing. I mean, God doesn't do that. I mean, He's upright and He stands stiff, you know, and has a, a necktie that's here that's really tight on Him. <laughs> Just kidding. It, you know, we have these ideas that, well, God can't be that way. Stern. He invented... Stern. Yeah, so very stern. stern. And, so, and Jesus came here to say... Father's not that way. Matter of fact, he taught the disciples how to pray. And what was the first words that came out? Our Father. Our Father. In the Old Testament, did they ever call Him Father? No. No way you would do that. And He says, I want you to, I want you to pray in this way. Our Father. That right there must have blown Him away. Now it does show His holiness immediately. Our Father, He's in heaven. Hallowed be Thy name. But we also come to him as a father, and if you have a father you know, figure that you can think of, or a father who's really caring, well, he's much more than than even that. So he has an inward expression of delight in word. But then you go to that last line: he will rejoice over you with singing, shouts of joy. So you have the inward expression. Now you have the outward expression. God invented singing. God invented music. It's hard to think of that way. Music? You know, mankind just came up with it, right? No, he got it first. <laughs> He's, yeah, he has the monopoly on music, on singing. And you think, well, I wonder what his voice would sound like. Perfect. He would never be a little bit of a half of a note off. Not a little flat, not a little sharp. He made music. We couldn't hear it because of our sinful ears, right? We won't know what that's like one day, won't we? But here you have this outward demonstration of his internal delight and joy, and he, and he brings it forth. When you get together with God's people, that's what you get an opportunity to do. You sing to the Lord, right? And and you if, you probably wouldn't do that at home too much. I know a few who would, <laughs> and that's okay. That's great. But you said, "Well, I'll save that for church." You know, I don't want to have anybody hearing me unless it's in the shower or driving along in the car. You know, that's okay. But um, it says here, God is said to do this with a joyful sound or singing. To rejoice with gladness of heart to is, is, is to exult here with singing and praise. This is His greatest delight. To be with His people, 
to sing over them. He's in our midst. I guess in one sense, you know, we don't hear Him now, but I can't wait to hear Him sing. What an outward demonstration it was. This is the greatest delight, the greatest rest, and everything that goes with it that's possible. He takes pleasure in abiding with His people. He sings to His church. Real quick like, right at the end here. Right at the end. Isaiah 27, 2 and 3. This kind of goes right along with our Zephaniah passage. Isaiah 27, 2 and 3. In that day, a vineyard of wine sing of it. I, the Lord, am its keeper. I water it every moment so that no one will damage it. I guard it night and day. Now, he's speaking, first of all, about Israel here. This is his people that you know he chose to work through. But all those who are believers that believe like Abraham. Abraham believed God and was counted him as righteousness. He believed God and and, and he's so we get in on this promise, don't we? It's like a vineyard. And to them that this is like their lifeblood. And they knew what a vineyard really meant. He says, Sing of it. I the Lord, I keep it. I'm the keeper of this vineyard. You know, the religious people didn't do a very good job. The prophets, the false prophets, the priests, all the leaders that were in the religiosity of Judaism. He says, I keep this one. I water it every moment. Boy, it's getting dry. If we don't get any rain, that grass and the tree, or well, the grass will start turning brown again, you know. And if we don't water it, here's the Lord, He waters it every once so that no one is going to damage it. Nobody's going to do any damage. I guard it night and day. If the Lord is doing that, we have nothing to be worried about. He's going to take care of His church. He's going to take care of every individual in the church. He wills good to us. Psalm 147.11 Are these encouraging or what? Tremendous promises. This is getting a, a, a high view of God and putting us in the position that we need to see ourselves in Christ. But outside of Him, we don't bring Him pleasure if we're not following Him, believing Him. Psalm 147.11 The Lord favors those who fear Him. He favors them. He is pleased with them. Those who wait for His loving kindness. Those who hope for His loving kind, a, a, a true, real hope. He favors. Yeah. 149.4 For the Lord takes pleasure in His people. He will beautify the afflicted ones with salvation. This is what His whole plan is. He wanted to take a group of people, bring them to Him, glorify them, and for the rest of eternity... Delight in them. Take pleasure in them. He takes pleasure in us now. We're so far away from being glorified, right? We're not perfect. 
but he really takes pleasure in you guys. If you see these verses, it's not just Dennis just trying to come up with some kind of soft verses to make you feel good. It's like this is incredible. Uh, one more, one sixteen seven of Psalms, and we'll go. Would you say this is relationship? Is this communion? When you start realizing how much He really does care for you. 116.7 Return to your rest, O my soul, for the Lord has dealt bountifully with you. doesn't mean you're not going to go through trials. Look at the next verse. For you have rescued my soul from death, my eyes from tears, my feet from stumbling. But I shall walk before the Lord in the land of the living. I believed when I said I am greatly afflicted. I said in my alarm, alarm, all men are liars. What shall I render to the Lord for all His benefits toward me? I shall lift up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. I shall pay my vows to the Lord. Because of all He's done, you want to please Him in your actions. Psalm 116, uh, you know, I, uh, I'm looking real quick on my notes. I'm not. Sometimes it'll tell you who did it. We don't have a, a name for that. Um, it could very well have been David. I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and 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 when you know when they die, look at verse fifteen. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of His godly ones. So even when that does happen, He delivers us from death. But even when that does happen, what He takes pleasure in the sense that now we are you know really with Him. Yeah. Verse nineteen says, "In the courts of the Lord's house, in the midst of you, O Jerusalem, the capital." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I love to praise the Lord because He loves to sing over us, right? There are a lot of other reasons, but anyway. uh, Why don't we uh, close in prayer. Bob, would you mind closing us there? Gracious Heavenly Father, You are love and uh, Your love abides in Your children. And we know that You won't leave us orphaned We are assured by your word that as adopted sons and daughters of Christ that you will never leave us or forsake us and that your truth will carry us forward, Lord. 
because you do love your children. You're a good father. A good, good father. And Lord, we, uh, we also recognize that the sacrifice that Jesus made on the cross was the ultimate love of God for hmm. his people. And we are commanded to believe and to follow and to walk in, his, in your ways and then to lay down our lives for each other as well, Lord. So help us to learn more about that and to deepen our faith, to uh, find encouragement in your word and to uh, know what it is to walk with you and to always be uh, drawing closer to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah, that song he said in your prayer there, it's a good, good father. <laughs> uh, yeah, there, there's a lot of